Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is April 5th. Today we're going to continue in Exodus chapter 14. If you'll remember, the children of Israel have taken kind of a weird way through the wilderness. They're now at the borders of the Red Sea, and Pharaoh and the Egyptians see them. They think, oh, they've gone this weird way. Now we can trap them because they don't understand who God is. And they don't understand God's plan for the children of Israel. And they decide to come upon the children of Israel. The children of Israel see that they're coming or know that they're coming and they start to murmur. They start to take their focus away from God and start to focus on the danger that they perceive is coming. It reminds me so much of when Jesus calls Peter to walk on the water, to walk out to him. Peter takes his focus and he places it on the Lord and he steps out of the boat and he begins to walk on the water. And everything was going great, grand, and wonderful until Peter started to pay more attention to the waves and the wind and the scary things than he was to the Savior. When he took his eye and his focus off the Savior, then he began to sink and shouted out, Lord, save me. We see the same thing here with the children of Israel. They had been focused on the Lord. They went through this Passover experience where they were remembering the Lord. And yet here they are in an experience where the scary things, the wind, the waves, everything around them is pulling their focus from God and what God can do for them. And they begin to murmur a little bit saying it would have been better for us to stay slaves in Egypt than to die out here. My friends in our lives, we deal with a similar thing. We deal with waves and wind and adversity in our lives. But as we keep our focus firmly on God, firmly on the Savior, we can walk through the waves and the winds and the adversity unscathed because of the power of God and our focus on Christ. Now, what I love here is as the children of Israel begin to complain, Moses stands and it says in verse 13, And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. So I love Moses' strong declaration, stand still and watch God smite down all these Egyptians. It's going to be fine. Reminds me of a similar story that we have from early church history. Remember, Joseph and some brethren were out to redeem Israel. And they were up against the waters of a river. And the people who were against the church members were going to come across the river at night and just kill the members of the church. And they were scared and they were worried and they were complaining a little bit. And Joseph quoted Moses here, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And so they did. They stood still. A torrential storm came. The river was raised up and the People who wanted to hurt the saints weren't able to cross the river. And so they saw that and Joseph declared that, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Moses declared it, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Then he goes on to say, the Lord shall fight for you and ye shall hold your peace. I I like that last little bit there. He's like, you guys trust in the Lord, watch him deliver you and then just zip it. Stop complaining. We know that that is going to be a perpetual problem for the children of Israel, but I can't help but feel that Moses a little bit there was like, you guys hold your peace. Watch God deliver you again and stop complaining. But what I love here is that Moses as a prophet, Moses with all the faith in the world saying, watch God smite down the Egyptians, spoke out, but maybe he didn't speak out exactly the way God was 
wanting him to or expecting him to, because God kind of corrects him here a little bit. Moses says, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, meaning just turn around and watch God smite the Egyptians. But that wasn't what God's plan was. Listen to what it says in verse 15. It says, and the Lord said unto Moses, wherefore criest thou unto me? Speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward. So the Lord is saying, hey, you have power to do things for yourself here still. Don't just cry unto me to solve this problem, but move forward yourself. Tell the people to put one foot in front of the other and go. Now that might seem like a little bit of a harsh reply, but I think it's a really important principle that we understand because I think it's really easy sometimes in our lives to be up against a problem or a question, not knowing which way to go and to just cry unto the Lord to say a prayer and to expect him to come down and to solve all the problems for us. And more often than not, that is not the way the Lord solves our problems. More often than not, that's not the way he operates in our lives. Instead, he gives us strength to move forward. He can give us guidance. He gives us direction. He gives us inspiration. But nine times out of 10, he wants us to put one foot in front of the other and start and try and do things. It reminds me of a story that Elder Packer told years ago in a talk called Move Forward in Faith. He said, Shortly after I was called as a general authority, I went to Elder Harold B. Lee for counsel. He listened very carefully to my problem and suggested that I see President David O. McKay. President McKay counseled me as to the direction I should go. I was very willing to be obedient, but I saw no way possible for me to do as he counseled me to do. I returned to Elder Lee and told him that I saw no way to move in the direction that I was counseled to go. He said, The trouble with you is that you want to see the end from the beginning. I replied that I would like to see at least a step or two ahead. Then came the lesson of a lifetime. You must learn to walk to the edge of the light, and then a few steps into the darkness. Then the light will appear and show the way before you. Dispute not because you see not, for ye receive no witness until after the trial of your faith. Sometimes in our lives, we might know the direction that we want to go. We might have received revelation as to what we should do, but sometimes we get a little too nervous to start taking those steps, especially if we can't see the end from the beginning. But Elder Packer teaches us here that we have to be willing to walk to the edge of the light and then a few steps into the darkness, trusting that the Lord will light the way before us. Elder Bednar is taught that if we're making a decision and we have included the Lord in that decision and we don't feel strong one way or another, that the right thing to do is just to start moving ahead and that we won't get very far if it's a wrong decision because the Lord will then correct us. Our father, who was willing to lose a third part of his children to protect our agency, is desperate for us to use our agency here as well to take a step or two into the darkness, to go forward, as he told the children of Israel. And then the Lord instructs Moses, lift up thy rod and stretch out thy hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. I love the added emphasis that they didn't just walk through the Red Sea, but that they walked through on dry ground. That the Lord didn't just part the sea, but he dried up the ground for them to walk through. 
And then again in verse 19, we're going to see a same message that we saw in chapter 13. It says, And the angel of God, which went before the camp of Israel, removed and went behind them. And the pillar of the cloud went from before their face and stood behind them. And it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. And it was a cloud and a darkness to them, but it gave light by night to these, so that the one came not near the other all the night. That shadow by day and that pillar of night, which protected and guided them, now all of a sudden was going to come between the children of Israel and their enemies. My friends, let's not lose sight of the fact that the children of Israel were a covenant people, people who had made covenants to bind themselves to the Lord. It's my belief that it was those covenants that allowed for this kind of protection for the children of Israel. And it's my belief and it's my testimony that our covenants will serve the same way for us, that will allow the Lord to be a shadow by day and a pillar by night for us, to lead us and to guide us, yes, but to also serve as a protection for us as we move forward to protect us from the adversaries, from the winds and the waves and the difficult things of this life. Because my friends, the God that we worship is and has been and always will be a God of deliverance. But as Sister Wright taught us this weekend, perhaps if the deliverance isn't exactly happening the way we expect it to, we need to focus our shift from the deliverance to the deliverer. My friends, I testify that the gospel of Jesus Christ is a gospel of protection, of peace, and that protection and peace comes through our covenants and because of the Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen. Hansen.